If you've ever thought about pivoting your business, or you see creatives out there who have a raving fan base, and you wonder how they're doing it, then you are going to love this episode. Caroline of Caroline Talbot Studios is here to talk with us all about her journey from CPA to wedding photographer to luxury boudoir with a distinct style and a client base who is lining up to not only purchase from her, but also to shout her name from the rooftops. They believe so wholeheartedly in what she does and what she offers that they cannot wait to tell everyone they know. If you're considering a change of pace or you're interested in a strategy to help grow fans who love what you're doing, you're going to want to listen in. Let's face it. Most of us would rather be making art than running a successful business. But here's the thing. We can 100% do both. If you want a creative business that you and your clients adore and that supports the life of your dreams, you're in the right place. My name is Erica Ewing, and I'm here to challenge you to define your best life and then to cheer you on as you build a business that supports just that. Welcome to the Successful Creatives Podcast. Caroline Talbot, I am so happy to have you here today. You are an inspiration, and better than that, we've been friends for a very long time. Take us on a little journey down Caroline Talbot history. How did you get your start in photography? And then what helped you get really clear on the niche that you were meant to serve? I was always into photography. And I mentioned to my wedding photographers being like, oh, I'd love to do what you do. And they were like, you could learn to do it. And that was the first time it even crossed my mind that that was an option coming from an Irish Catholic family where you go and you get a reliable job that you will, no matter what happens, you will be the last person out the door because they need accounting. Like that is the steady job that no matter what happens, yes, every company needs finance. I went back to school at night, transitioned, and I feel like any photographer who doesn't want to shoot fashion kind of defaults to weddings. Like that's like the easy in. Mm -hmm. But then I started realizing that I would hear so many of my brides say, I have to lose weight for this, or I have to do this, or this has to look this way, or seeing those messages come over and over and over. And then I started realizing how pervasive it was of hearing my friends and my family say like, oh, well, if I could lose 10 pounds, or if I could do this, or if I could do that. And there's always like that carrot being dangled in front of women. When you get good grades, then you'll get into a good college and then you'll be good enough. And when you graduate college, then you'll be able to get a good job. And when you get a good job, then you'll be able to get a good house. And when you do this, and when you do this, when, 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 okay. And then you're dead. Right. That is so true. So thinking specifically about how you found your calling, it sounds like your experience with weddings is a lot of what drew you to boudoir. I was getting tired of the industry and like the messages it was sending to the couples just in general of like, this has to be perfect and all these things and like combating all of these messages that we get. And then I realized that it's just so pervasive with women, kind of like the same way when you're, when you decide you're done with the corporate world and you're just like, the hustle is here. Let's go. Like, let's figure that I don't care how it happens. It's happening right now. And I don't care if I'm well-known or whatever, I'm a super introvert. Just being able to take someone one-on-one and say like, okay, well, let's start peeling back these layers and figuring out why you feel that way. Why do you think you need to lose weight? Why, 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 why? Um, And it's because the messages are always there of just, well, I don't look like the women on your website. I don't know how to do that. I started doing boudoir before Kayla was born. 
And when she was born, that was when it really like sealed everything for me of like, I now have another human that is going to grow up and there are going to be so many people telling her she's not enough for whatever reason. And I need to make a community that's big enough that there's enough voices to offset that. Yeah. So it's more than boudoir. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like people keep joking that I should accept insurance because it's like works better than therapy. Therapy. Right. Right. So if you had to just say what your message is in like one sentence or one paragraph, what would it be? I would say I want to challenge women to start thinking, why not me? That there's so many times that we'll say, I can't do that. And I just want women to start saying, well, why not me? And take the chance that maybe it will work out Mm -hmm. and maybe it will, maybe it can be you. So I think it's really clear that Caroline is so connected to her why, and that is really the crux of her success when it comes to creating a community and creating a niche and really dialing into the clients that she wants to show up and serve. We're going to talk more about the community in a little bit, but first I wanted to ask her about how she knew she was ready to pivot from weddings to boudoir because that's a really big change. One of the really like comforting things about weddings and being a wedding photographer is that it's essentially forecasted revenue, right? Like you right. book weddings typically about a year, give or take mm-hmm. in advance. So you can look at your calendar and look at your books and know what you've got coming in for revenue. Mm-hmm. When and how did you know you were ready to leave weddings and sort of the safety of that guaranteed future revenue and go all in on boudoir. I've always had it like in my head, like before I left the corporate world, it was like, I need to be able to pay my mortgage for a year. So that way, if things don't work out, I have that cushion and I have that time to figure it out. Because 2017 was so busy, I wasn't taking the time to market, which is not a good business plan in general, but I was so busy that I wasn't keeping up on the back end with marketing. So my 2018 was already a little bit slow for weddings. There was always like space to fill in because you have that planned revenue so far in advance. It did give me time to build up that clientele to say like 2018, I think I had five weddings and I was like, okay, that's a decent amount to kind of have that base cushion and then hustle for the rest. I very much recommend like having a cushion to say like, okay, while I'm getting things going yep. and my goal is always to, if I did need to dip into it to make sure that the following month I put it back. Right. It's like, okay, I dipped into it so I could make more. So having that safety net was yes, the thing that let you for say, sure. okay. Yep. I can do this. I've got the freedom of having prepared for something. Yes, for sure. So having that safety net and really being able to take the time to build it out separately. But since I knew that 2018 was slow for weddings for me anyway, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I know I need to hustle because I had the cushion in the slow season. I was able to take the time to say, all right, well, let me try this glamour thing. Let me try this because I knew I wanted to work with people to like lift them up and make them feel better. Yep. And push comes to shove. Like, I'm not a doctor. I can't save lives. But do I think that I've pulled some people out of pretty dark spaces? I I think so. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. from being a part of your community, I would say, hell yes, you have. Yeah. For sure. Right. It's like so you're rewarding. An incredible impact in these women's lives. Yes. And I see those stories over and over and over again. And that's why I'm here in your studio to talk to you about this because I'm just blown away from being your friend. We've been coworkers at times and we've right. been friends for a long time. And I've seen you go through this progression of finding yourself and going through the weddings. And now all of a sudden, everything has come, not all of a sudden, clearly, right. but everything has really come together for you. And every time you show up in my feed, I am so impressed with what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I'm, I look around your studio. I'm so impressed. And the difference that I see in your community of these women who just adore you. So I'd love to sort of transition to that in talking about those raving fans of women who they get your message. I see their comments in Facebook and they're like, I cannot wait to have my Caroline Talbot session. I cannot wait. Like this is on my vision board or this is what I'm saving for. These women are fully invested in what you are creating and honestly, in, in just you. How do you think you've created this space? Well, I think just from the get-go, like I was marketing towards women who have been through life, you know? I think because I had that strong message of like, hey, I need you to know that this isn't just about like pretty pictures of you in lingerie. Having that like authentic marketing that has helped me the most. Like, I feel like that's a chord that strikes with a lot of women. Talk to me about your Facebook group. Being able to have this space where women could come, You, the biggest thing was, I don't care if you're one of my clients or not. Like, you can just come be in the group and hang out. And like, if you want to lift other women up and you just need somewhere, and because there's so many places on the internet that you can go for snarky comments. Uh-huh. I will not create a community that's for one of them. So if somebody, if I even see an inkling of something going that way, I will shut it down immediately. And I think that seeing that for women who even don't have a session book, it makes them feel really good. Is your Facebook group the primary way that you reach these women? Is that your primary marketing strategy? Yeah. So I would say that 80% of my clients are in my group. Okay. So it obviously didn't start that way. Um, so I did at the beginning have like this big giveaway of like getting people into the group. I wanted to have a space where women could come and say like, hey, I'm having a really shit day. Like show me something funny. Or like just having that open conversation of like, hey, does this ever happen to anybody? We don't just talk about boudoir in there. Like it's, we are, there's silly things that we talk about and all this stuff, but there's not a lot of places that women can go to actually have that connection. Like we talked about earlier that social media, like it kind of dangles the carrot to be like, you'll be connected, you'll be connected. Yeah. And I wanted to create a space where people could actually connect and be able to be heard and seen and I think that's something that people crave in general is I don't think a lot of women feel truly seen and to be able to have a community where someone can pop in and be weird or quirky or nerdy or just super confident about something that just happened and they're proud of, yeah. they can share it there. And we've had like 
that Wednesdays are a win and Fridays are a selfie day. And like just everybody post a selfie. And if you're going to do it, say something nice about somebody else's. Yes. Don't just go and take from the group. You need to give as much as you take. And that's something that I think has really helped. Yes. Do we share boudoir pictures in there? Sure. But it's not like the underlying motive to the group. Right. Yeah. Are you going to get a head start on a sale? Sure are. But like, it's not the primary goal. And I feel like a lot of spaces on the internet it's like well what's the catch right why am i in and i'm like and it sounds cheesy but there isn't one like i just i want to have a safe space and i've had there have been really hard conversations that have happened in that group that people will say something that maybe they didn't know was offensive and it's the only place that i've seen that people will actually have that open conversation right Have you ever had to remove anyone from the group or step in on a conversation that maybe went a little too far or a little too offensive to one of your other members? I've booted people. I will immediately like go live in the group and be like, hi, I'm going to let you guys know, like, see yourself out if this is not. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was actually thinking as you were talking about this, thinking about how you foster such a supportive group in there because Mm -hmm. I see it firsthand that they are very supportive and caring and loving towards each other. Oh, I go full on mama bear. I have a general rule that if somebody comes to me and says, hey, there's a person in the group. This is what happened. They made me feel uncomfortable. I am going to immediately boot the other person. I don't care if they have a chance to say their piece, which whatever, like that might, it's not like the fair thing to do. My general rule is if somebody gets booted from the group because they made somebody else feel uncomfortable until the two of them can have a message with me to say we are comfortable with both of us being in the group, Yep. I will not let the person back in. I don't know. Like nobody's entitled to be part of the group. So if you can't play nice, I don't need you here. Right. You don't get the message. It's fine. Do you set parameters that people can and should talk about in the group? Like you mentioned, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's more personal. Um, I do have to approve every post that goes live. So I've definitely had posts that like nobody can sell in the group and you're not going to be sold to unless it's like an occasional sale for me. But it's very much like this is why we're here is to create a community where you can feel like you're part of it. And if you need something, we're here for you. But like are you going to post a GoFundMe? No, that you can't ask for money. You can't, but I have women in the group that now get together for wine. Uh, So it's like really cool that I'm like, no, I want you to participate because how cool is that to be like, Hey, I connected these women and now they both feel better because they found someone that went through the same story. And a lot of times it's because they saw somebody's boudoir pictures and they're like, Hey, I relate to her story. I feel like she could be friends with me and like, I just want to let her know that, you know, I saw that you did this brave thing and that's really cool. Are you sharing their stories when you share their images? Um, so if I do like a, sometimes I will share like little snippets of something. I never tag women. Um, anytime I do share pictures, I never share names or anything like that. So if I share somebody's photos in the group, um, they've, said that that's okay, but I will never actually tag them. But more often than not, they're jumping in being like, oh my God, I'm so excited that that's me. Right. Um, And then that genuine conversation starts. So like, I will share like, oh, this was one of the fears that this person Mm -hmm. had. Yep. And it's usually, it's always something that they told me was okay to be shared. I definitely have plenty of stories that I do not share because 
not only are women trusting me with the likeness of their body, Mm -hmm. but they're sharing a lot of deep stories with me. You know, one of my brand ambassadors, obviously she lets me share her story, but she, um, the reason that she came for her first session was because she had beat colon cancer. And she said that her, I think it was her youngest was two when she had it. And her driving force was, I will not die before my baby can remember me. Oh my God. And I was like, what? Like, and that was, and she was like, cancer took so much from me. Right. And so like to be able to show her that you still, like you are strong, you are beautiful, you are sexy, you were all the things you were. Mm-hmm. You may be different now, but it didn't take those things. It might've felt like it did. Right. But it didn't. Right. The conversation in the group now comes naturally because at the beginning it was a lot of me talking. Yeah. And like pushing like, hey, this is what we're talking about today. This is what we're talking about today. And what about this? And what about, and then it just starts to flow naturally. Erica, jumping in here real quick during the edit process, I want to give you a heads up that a car alarm started beeping outside Caroline's studio. It is not your own car. It's in the audio and it will end soon, I promise. What advice would you give to a creative who wants to start up a group? I would say that you have to have a strong message of why. I think having a group is definitely it has to have that genuine reason for connection that it can't be about selling that it can't be. And I think that's why Facebook groups get such a bad rap. Being able to have that authentic connection of like, well, why are you creating the group? Is it because you just want to reach more people to sell to, or is it that your overarching message is something that you feel like you're offering to people? So that's showing up in service. versus selling. Exactly. Yep. That it's just, it has to be authentic. You mentioned earlier too, that there's no requirement to be a client. People never have to buy from you. They can just participate in the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I haven't had 4,000 clients. That's for sure. (laughs) I have not photographed 4,000 women. Yeah. I have not photographed 4,000 women since 2016. You mentioned brand ambassadors. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And is that something that you feel like really helped with the group? It definitely did. So it's a, there's a lot of conversation that's happening. And I was finding that I was actually being pulled away from my clients that I'm shooting to be able to jump in the group and like make sure people feel cared about. So I decided that I wanted to have a team that kind of, that really got the message of why I shoot boudoir, why it carries through to this group and just really how to empower women in so many different ways. Um, so there's a group of six women who are a mix of past clients and not all different stages of life. Um, I wanted to make sure that this group of women actually showed that boudoir really is for any age, shape, size, color. I had a whole application process and it was, they really got the message of the brand and why I feel like this is so important to be able to have this group of women to say like, it isn't just me talking and that they're able to be in the group and be present and actually be able to pull me into the really hard conversations a lot of time, just to have it be more authentic because the more people who are talking, it doesn't feel like you're being sold to having women who have gone through it before and having people be willing to be vulnerable and share their stories encourages other women to be like, Hey, I relate to that. Like, cool. That's pretty badass. And 
now there's just so many both ambassadors and past clients. What is one strategy you would give someone who's new with a group? So Facebook has locked down a little bit um, that if you add too many people to your group too quickly, they will flag you and they will shut you down. Facebook does not like giveaways um, because they want you to do paid advertising. So I have had luck with Facebook ads doing a giveaway and encouraging people to join the group that way. So you'll run an ad promoting the giveaway? Yep. So I'll run a giveaway and then the winners are always announced in the VIP group. That's kind of how I do make sure I funnel people to that group. If you're trying to start a Facebook group where you really want people to be connected, one, make sure you know who you want to connect to. Mm -hmm. So I knew I wanted to connect with women in my local community to really be able to start having women locally question why do we think the way that we do and how can we challenge the status quo in that way? So knowing who you want to connect to and really having that authentic message and don't stop talking, even if you think you're talking to a wall. Keep talking because people scroll so fast. So you've right. got to, you have to know what you want to talk about. Keep talking about it. If you really think it's important, it's worth talking about until people listen. How did you get so clear on your why and who your person was? First, I was like, I want to help all women forever. Like same. That's what I was talking about with our fulfilled life. Exactly. Like I want every woman to feel amazing and all these things. Um, And then I realized that I can't fix the world by myself. If you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. Exactly. Yes. So I knew that I really needed to start focusing on people that had that like curiosity of like, I would love to do that one day. After one of my very first clients, and it wasn't until a year after her session that I was like, this is my why. This particular client, she was wonderful. She was amazing. She was so funny. In her, I always have like a whole questionnaire for them before. And it was very much well, I'm not beautiful like they are in magazines. I'm not the typical person who people would convince, would think is beautiful. She walked in, she was literally, her face was Demi Moore in like her heyday. Like, and I was like, do you not see how stunning you are? And she was like, oh, stop. She's like, nope, I'm a size 18. Like I'm 5'2". Like I don't look like what beauty standards are. And I'm like, let me show you. And so I showed her on the back of the camera. She loved her picture. She was so excited. That summer, she sent me a picture of her in a bathing suit with her daughter. And she said, this is the first time I have played with my kids in the summer. She said, you made me a better mom today. She said, my daughter actually asked me, mom, why are you so fun now? Because she spent the first six years of her daughter's life worrying about what the neighbors who are at the cookout are going to think if she gets onto the slip and slide with her daughter and forgot about the fact that her daughter was questioning, why won't mom play with me? Right. And so that is, I was like, that is my goal, is to have women stop using their bodies as an excuse to not do the things that they want to do with the people who they love. Let's recap. This episode has really circled back to Caroline's why so much. And I think it's important to point out because the two things that we are talking about here are how she pivoted from weddings to boudoir And how she's built a community of women who are so excited to buy from her and show up caring so much about her and her brand. Raving fans, right? And 
it really comes down to her strong, solid why. She's got something that is bigger than her photography, that is bigger than the prints that she gives them. She is selling self-confidence and transformation. And she speaks so specifically to the audience who wants exactly this, exactly what she's selling. The community that she's created really shows up in service to these women to support them. She mentioned that there are funny things and that there are real things. And she's made a community where the women can come and talk about more than just boudoir. They can talk about all of the things that women who need self-confidence and who need transformation want to talk about. If you like the idea of a community and this is something that you want to bring to your business, then take a moment to really get clear on your why. Specifically, who are you showing up to serve? Who are the ideal people that you want to work with? Get really specific and really clear and then show up and serve them in the ways that you know will bring so much to their lives beyond what your service or product is. Then think about how you can drive people to your group and get them interacting. Caroline shared two great strategies to do this. One is giveaways to get people into the group, and she mentioned she used paid ads to really make sure that they were effective. And she also talked about brand ambassadors. So are there other people that you could recruit to help you with the group so that it's not solely on your shoulders? She mentioned never stop talking, right? So if you start a group and you feel like there's no traction and there's no energy in the group, keep showing up. These things don't happen overnight. They do take time and they do take commitment, but keep talking and rally a group of people to help you have those conversations. We all love the groups where people are engaged. So if you're seeing more than one person, if people are seeing more than just you showing up, they're going to want to show up too. Last question. What does success look like to you? I think success, it looks like living your life with the voices that society's trying to push in quieted. So like all the, all the not enoughs are quieted and you're living whatever life that happens to be, whether it's sitting on your deck, looking at your pool or traveling the world. How has having a successful business supported you in that mission? Being able to let me be present for my kids and have that non-corporate life where my kids are not around me that much. Mm -hmm. I feel like in the corporate world, I was just going through the motions of like getting up. Like I was the person on the train with the headphones down and all, and literally shutting out all connection. Yes. It's made me be able to learn so much just about the world in general. Having my own business has like helped me be able to connect to so many people that I would never have been able to connect with if I were still a CPA. How can people find you? So my website is carolinetalbot.com. All of my social media links are on there, but I'm Caroline Talbot Studios on Facebook, on Instagram, all the things. What's your group name? CTS VIP Insiders. And there actually is a link right on our main website because sometimes Facebook does not like anything related to boudoir. So we try to stay under the radar. Okay. Okay. You're on the deal. I like yeah, it. But people exactly. can easily find it by yes, going to carolinetalbot.com. Yes. Okay. And there's a, under info, there's a link that says join VIP group. Oh. 
I really hope that you liked this. If you got something out of it, would you leave me a review? I'd be so, so honored and would absolutely be doing a happy dance around my kitchen. Is there a topic you're hoping I'll talk about or a creative you'd love for me to interview? Let me know and I'll see if I can add it to the agenda.